Hey everybody, welcome to Wildfire Tribe. We are so excited to be hanging with you all today because we have lots of great conversation in store. Well, we think we do anyway. Well, Kylie thinks that she does have lots of good conversation in store. So we are going to talk, we're going to have a mystical conversation about mystical things because that's what we do. Yes. So we're Wildfire Tribe. If you want to connect with us or know anything about us, go to wildfiretribe.life. We're here to talk about mystical things. Yes. Now, have we had any feedback on our podcast slash lives at all? Yeah, we have. And it's been encouraging, so I'm excited about that because sometimes when we're sitting in our little room or by ourselves here and we're talking to a screen and there's not even any little eyes watching or anything like that, sometimes you can think, what is this all about? Every Friday morning, uh, we're releasing a new podcast onto the platform. So you can, uh, it's available on all of the podcast platforms, which is really exciting. And that's starting to get a lot of traction with some great feedback. I've listened to a couple of our podcasts myself (laughs) just to see what this is all about. And we're in our garage at the moment doing this. And we've asked our son to keep the dog away from the door because he's scratching at the door. And we're a couple of minutes in and the dog is at the door scratching at the door. All right, back on track. Kylie's going to keep talking. I'm just going to go kick the dog and I'll be back. Yes, so guys, this is really exciting. Today we're going to be diving into the topic of the goodness of God. And this is an interesting topic because sometimes when you're walking the walk that we're all walking in the mystical realms with him, in this place of oneness and wondering what is happening um, as we're walking out our everyday lives, sometimes it feels like there is even a lack of that goodness and yeah so we're just going to be talking today about what that looks like and uh, what that is what is the goodness of God and uh, how can we feel that what what does that look like in our lives and when we're told about the goodness of God God is so good God is good we sing about the goodness of God what what does that actually mean and uh, who who is this good God and is he even real? And what what does that mean? Well, I just went and I was going to kick the dog, but I thought, I know this is a Christian show. I better not kick the dog or promote kicking the dog because that's not what you want to do because Christians do the good things and nice things. <laughs> so I let the dog in. So if you hear scratching in the background, that's just the dog scratching himself. <laughs> now, the topic of the day is, is God good? Is that right? Is that what the you goodness said of was? God. The goodness of God. Yeah. Ah, my God is so big, so strong and so mighty, there's nothing my God cannot do. Hmm, that doesn't cover the goodness, does it? You're telling the story. Hmm, (laughs) goodness of God. Maybe you better share some of your wisdom first. Well, the goodness of God is, it's, it's not what God does that makes him good. It's who he is. So when we say he's good, I don't think that that's because of all the good things that he does. It's actually his very nature is goodness. His very nature is that, that beautiful, generous, kind, just overflowing, filled with love God. That's 
him. That's who he is. Um, it's not a circumstantial goodness. Like it's not governed by what he does or doesn't do. Because I feel like we're, we're, as soon as we attribute anything to circumstances, everything gets messy and it doesn't and makes things not make sense because things become about fair and not fair like and, and good and bad and rewards and no rule and punishment so where does the goodness fit into all of that conversation I feel like for every story that we can recount about a tragedy where it involved somebody getting healed or somebody having a breakthrough and they they would say oh you know I'm so blessed God is so good God is so good yeah, there's also that same story mm. of a really good person who lost their partner tragically or they lost their, they got sacked from their job or, you know, somebody just died that didn't deserve to die. It's very hard to say God is good straight after one of those incidents, isn't it? It is, yeah. It's, I, I remember that period of time and I talk about this in my book that that when my sister passed away and she was in her early 30s and and I went through a really difficult couple of years after that of really trying to identify the goodness of God like I didn't feel like there was any goodness there because how could a good God how could he answer our prayers by losing my sister so how do we how do we find that place where he's always good, even though our circumstances are sometimes unjust, difficult, unfair? Mm. The goodness of God. Well, I guess the opposite is um, not good, which is bad, I suppose, or something like that. The badness of God, that doesn't seem to sit too well with me. Is he bad? Definitely not. He's holy, he's righteous, he's, he's all of those good things. So lucky this is not like you're just waiting for an answer is God good yes he is okay that's the end of the show I'm guessing you want to flesh it out a bit as to what it feels like like you mentioned with those difficulties that you, you face sometimes um, remembering it right then and there the goodness of God you know like this has got to work out somehow this has got to work out for his goodness in some way even though right now it sure doesn't feel like it mm. Yeah, it's so true. I love this. I, I put together a couple of quotes from some really cool people about what the goodness of God meant to them. And so I'll just like, while you're pondering on your amazing wisdom that you're about to give us after what that. What I'm pondering on is <laughs> we haven't done a live for ages, so I thought that because we're actually back on camera that I would get a haircut. So I got a haircut this morning. This is no good for you listening to the podcast later on. But I've got a really long moustache too. So I'm just twirling the moustache, twirling, twirling, twirling. <laughs> for those who can see it on camera, it's perfectly fine for you to see it. For those of you that listen on podcast later on, I've just twirled it, twirled it, twirled it. And you know what? It actually... Nearly touches your ears. It touches my earlobes <laughs> on both sides. <laughs> oh, very nice moustache, very, very nice. Very nice. <laughs> God is good. God is good. Yes. <laughs> he is. All right. I love this quote by A.W. Tozer. The goodness of God is infinitely more wonderful than we will ever be able to comprehend. Mm. And this one is from St. Basil. As it is impossible to verbally describe the sweetness of honey... 
to one who has never tasted honey, so the goodness of God cannot be clearly communicated by way of teaching if we ourselves are not able to penetrate into the goodness of the Lord by our own experience. What would you say about that? Well, I just as you were saying that, I was just sort of trying to focus on what you were saying there, and I, I, I feel like, do we need to have faith that is good for us to find that goodness? Or? I feel like in that, what St. Basil is saying is we need to have encounter or experience like we need to you need to allow yourself to tangibly feel his love it's like that how do you do that like surrender being undone like allowing that deepest part within yourself because he dwells within us whether we have come to the realization of that or not so for many of us we've locked him up in this little vault inside the center of our very being and we don't want to get hurt so we don't let any of that love penetrate our being so we've encased our hearts almost in this metal vault and it's very difficult for us to feel goodness of any kind because the very center of our being where the goodness erupts and comes from is encased in this metal that we've put there out of our own fears and our anxieties and our um, worries about uh, being hurt it's uh, and maybe no one's ever loved us in in a real loving way so so you're saying like at that moment when you when you realize if you like or remember or it's revealed to you that god is real Mm. that what some people refer to as being saved, that, that salvation moment, yeah. that from there to experience the goodness of God, that happens. That seems to happen a lot at that moment too, yeah. um, you know, for people to realise how mm. much he loves them. But I guess using slightly different language over time, it can feel like as life goes by, that you, you forget that moment, like you forget that moment of salvation and, and, and the goodness of God and the, the full-on love and, you know, the, the awakening and what that feels like. Mm-hmm. And then you start to feel like, well, you, you just forget how good he is. It's not that you think he's bad. Is that the same sort of language well, what, of what you're saying? Well, what was that? What was that feeling that you got in that moment of revelation where you realised oh my gosh, you know, God is real. Like that moment that you're describing as a salvation moment, which is like church language for that crossing over time where you've gone, okay, I, I didn't believe in all these things and now I do. It, it, it's that moment of awakening when we realise who we already are. So what was that feeling in that that made you go, wow? What, has this turned into a counselling session for me or something, has it? No, it's not a counselling <laughs> session. I just am wanting to know, like, was it something more? It was something more than a factual knowledge-based understanding, wasn't it? Well, that I don't know how far I have to go back for it to be relevant to people. That's all to explain um, how it all came about for me. But um, there was a, a flooding relief, if you like, for me that when I realised that as difficult or as good or however life was happening for me up until that point that I no longer 
had to do it all by myself. Mm. And because I didn't have to do it all by myself anymore, when things are really awesome and going really well and I'm celebrating and patting myself on the back, that's not a bad feeling. But when things are not like that, then there's a falling in a heap on the ground, crying, sucking my thumb in the corner, being all depressed and miserable and not understanding life because there's nobody to do it with. So for me, it was it was having somebody in the middle of all of those extremes and right in the middle of, wow, like even though I feel a bit let down at this time or whatever it is, I don't want to focus on on that that side of life necessarily, but just knowing that God is with you at all times, even in that place, to slowly nurture you back out of that place mm. to a place of neutral or first gear or second gear or mm. you know sixth gear on your motorbike. Um, he is with you through all of that. So for me, understanding his goodness in in my life was understanding that he was in all of it. And I don't know, for me, there's just this, when, when I know that, that I'm not on my own, it's just makes more sense and it's easier mm. for me. So is he good? He is so good that he would be with me in reverse, neutral, first gear, all of the gears. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's it. It's that it's that place of, uh, you know, encounter where you, you can't come back from the, the feeling of him completely enveloping your heart, I guess. And, you know, as we become more vulnerable in that place and we let more of our walls down, that can actually overwhelm your whole body and your whole being. I remember the time when I was fully incapacitated in the, the, the very first time that I was really fully incapacitated in the drunken wine of his love, like the, just that, that place of inebriation on love that is coming out of the center of our being as we just let all of our walls down and allow ourselves to go into that place where his love floods our whole entire being it's it's those points in our life that we can't come back from it's that experiential space where we know that we know that we know that this is real because this has been our reality and i guess that's you know that's so much a part of why um we're wanting to share our journey with you guys in in the real sense of walking out a mystical journey with God, like going on these pathways of exploring um, the fullness of what that might look like outside of uh, our very box uh, theology in a lot of ways that a lot of us have grown up with. And uh, these smaller understandings of what walking with God might look like to be this free, adventurous, amazing journey that we're on where you get to tangibly feel and sense his presence within you every single day, which is, yeah, it's very cool. Very oh, cool, is that? It is very cool. I'll read a couple more of these. Why don't you? King uh, Charles Kingsley says, um, whatever may be the mysteries of life and death, there is one mystery which is the cross of Christ reveals to us, and that is the infinite and absolute goodness of God. Whoa. <laughs> That's pretty cool. <laughs> a saint is not someone who is good, but who experiences the goodness of God. 
Saint Catherine of Siena, she said, enrich your soul in the goodness of God. The Father is your table. The Son is your food. The Holy Spirit waits on you and then makes his dwelling within you. And this is all happening in the very center of our being, guys. This is the most beautiful part about this journey of mystical Christianity or mystical oneness that we have with one another and with God is that it is all comes out of the very center of our being. So it's not something that is outside of us, but rather it is always been within us. Yeah, that that is just exciting that the goodness of God would want to make its home within our being. So essentially, that's that place where we can just be overflowing, overflowing, overflowing. It's yeah, it's exciting. Martin Luther said, faith is a free surrender and a joyous wager on the unseen, unknown goodness of God. And finally, this one, um, C. West Churchman. He said, we turn to God for help when our foundations are shaking, only to learn that it is God that is shaking them. Do you feel like your foundations have been shaking, honey? What foundations? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's right. My life is built upon the solid rock. Have my foundations been shaken now? Well, yeah, they have. Of course they have. Uh, Hopefully, I have strong foundations, but my building certainly shakes sometimes. A saint is not someone who is good, but who experiences the goodness of God. So we don't have to be good to experience the goodness of God. Do we have to be good at all? I don't think so, because God is not Santa. He doesn't have the list like Santa ticking off the right and the wrong. Am I allowed to talk about a recent church experience, (laughs) Kylie? Of course, you can say whatever you want, honey. Put it out there. I was recently in a church which was a a great church to be at and the pastor was doing a very good job of running the service and just before he allowed all the children to leave the service to go out to Sunday school or, or they call it something else, in different churches, it's called different things for different reasons, you know. If it wasn't Sunday school, what would they call it? Like Kids' church or something. Mini mites or something. Yeah, you know, I don't know. They've all got their own little brandings. Depends on what franchise we're, we're associated with. Whoops. <laughs> so he said to the kids, and, and from a, a, a beautiful place in his heart of loving the children that were at the church, just before I let you go, kids... Just remember to always be good because God is watching. (laughs) And I thought, wow, I I understand what he's saying is that he's he's helping the children to understand that God is everywhere all of the time in your life, all of the time, no matter what's going on. He's here, he's at home with you, he's with you all of the time. But he's not Santa Claus. God is not checking to see if you've been naughty or nice or bad or good and ticking boxes so that at Christmas time or at some time of the year you're rewarded depending upon your behaviour for the year. Yeah, it's language, isn't it? It's mm. just so much of our yeah. our um, faith walk. Because mm. I, I find it difficult to even talk about a Christian walk at times. 
because if you say to people on the street, and we we talk a lot about being on the street because if we're not at home, we're basically on the street. You know, we're walking around the streets of the town we're in. We're meeting people uh, just in normal walks of life. You know, mm. cafes or actually physically on the street or parks or people going about their days. In some of those instances where you meet people on the street, if you were to tell them you were a Christian, bang, straight away, some people can block you off. They, you know, it's a language, it's a language thing. So I'm a Christian. Oh, goodness, he's a Christian. That's, um, I better be careful with my language. I better not swear. I better, I better, uh, I think I'm going to move away from these guys because these guys are going to judge me or they're going to ask me to go to church or mm. something like that. So, so language is so important with, with different people that you come across. So, uh, oh, why am I talking about well, this? Where did I, how did I get it? Because it's a wall. It's, it becomes a wall between us and God where there is no separation, but, but it tends to... Oh, I was talking about it, language. Yeah. yeah like and it, the language even within yeah. church of, of come on kids, like off you go. Yeah, clean yourselves good. up, make sure you be good. Like, And all of a sudden there's that wall that comes in in their perception where we're actually telling them that they need to be good. But we don't necessarily mean it like that sometimes. No, I don't but think we do. sometimes we actually do need to check our language to see if it aligns with our theology because if our theology is that you need to be uh, well behaved because God is watching you all the time then we probably need to sit down individually with God and ask him to help us understand whether or not our behavior has anything to do with his goodness or a, a system of you know, like a dog, you know, if you if I call you and you come and you, you sit when I tell you to sit, I'll give you a biscuit, you know. Is that your relationship with God? Does he, is he only treating you good when you do good things? Or is his goodness like above and beyond saturated in every part of your life, no matter your behavior, whether the mm. dog comes to you or not? <laughs> <laughs> yeah probably not not a good way to describe it but language yeah i find that language i know this is off on a tangent but like you said a minute ago it's my show isn't it it is honey well, it's kind of like it's both of our show and it's your show too anybody that's tuned in to wildfire tribe dot life it's your show as well i can just see on the screen in front of us as as uh, as i'm talking I can't see where the eyeballs would normally come up. It's covered by something else that's holding up the don't don't move and everything. Oh, there's there is actually two eyeballs. It's going to say don't move the screen because it'll fall over because everything's temporary. <laughs> depending on where we broadcast from, uh, because we use big statements like broadcasting, don't we, Kylie? Because we're professionals now. Yes, it's true. So welcome to the two eyeballs on the screen, whoever you are. Please feel free to comment. That would be awesome. And we'll mm. see if we can see where it pops up on our screen. There's a hey. there's a, a comment. Hi hey guys. Jade, how you doing? Hello Jade. <laughs> and there's also what does um, stars enabled zero stars received mean? I don't know. We I don't operate on thing. stars, yeah. do we? We don't need stars to know that we're good. Yes. Because we live in the goodness of and God. And all of the all cosmos, times. all of the stars are within us. So we have all of the stars. Just then too, I nearly slipped into some different form of accent or something. Can you, Kylie, please do your best impersonation? And I'm sorry, this is this is I not. I don't know. Yeah, no, you've got to do it. It's like <laughs> truth or dare sort of thing. 
this is not intended to be offensive to anybody from different countries, but Kylie, can you please do a New Zealand accent? I actually can't. I, I only can do accents when the other person is talking to me. Oh. So it's, if I if somebody from New Zealand is talking to me, I will answer them in that in that accent. Well, that was a very short, boring <laughs> aside. I know it's very it's an interesting gift of mine. <laughs> yeah. So language around uh, language and its its relation to your theology, mm. I think, is something that we all should be okay with scrutinizing you know like questioning in your place with mm. god you know where wherever that place is where he talks to you mm. which can be different for everybody as well we've discussed yeah. that type of thing before in it, that place yeah it's what an, does my language mean about the things that i believe well it's an interesting because we're in this place of transition we're moving from one age into another so for a lot of us we've had a long time in churches we're coming out of that language that we used to use in Mm. church and like it goes alongside that cleaning yourself up you know you put on your sunday best you you have this these certain church conversations you know and now we're transitioning into this mentality where we understand we're in oneness with God which never ends and we're in relationship with one another within that oneness always so there is no separation there's no Sunday best because our everything is a part of our walk with him Mm. and it's also a part of our walk with one another so it empowers us in that place to be able to be free to be our own selves that no longer do we have to put on a Sunday best we can just be free I can be free to be me so the the difficulty in that as we're coming into this beautiful age of the kingdom as we're coming into this age of grace and we're coming into the freedom that comes with that is who am i because i was keeping up appearances in that old age i had my work face and i had my family face and i had my church sunday best it's it's coming into that new space where our language actually is really powerful our language is uh, we need to be more real with the way that we communicate with each other. We need to be, and not it real as in, you know, the truth in love, I'm going to be really, I'm going to tell you, put you in your place kind of real, but a, a real out of that place of, of love and out of that place of union with, with God and, and with, the, with the Father, with, with Jesus, with Holy Spirit, that beautiful dance, that perikinesis dance that we have with one another, that is then the overflow that is our life, which is this ability to be able to love ourselves in the expression that we express. And and sometimes I can have quite a flowery, poetic, um, kingdom way of communicating. And Sean's got like a, a really funny uh, Australian really real way of What's communicating. What's perikinesis Kylie? So that's a dance that's the dance the dance of oneness where uh, where we're all dancing together and I, I see this picture of a dance too that 
it, I, I just see twirling and spinning and fun and lightness and love. And Does it not explain the dance between the Trinity? Yes, between the Father and the Son and the Spirit yeah. and us and in oneness union, with them. That yeah. community. It's that community, yeah. Taking it to the streets in perikinesis, you yeah. know, with each other and in union with him. Yes. And it's beautiful. It looks like love and life and joy and overflow. It looks like all of the things that we desire to have as part of our life. And I, I think, you know, that like we're talking about the goodness of God today, and I think that is the goodness of God. It's that it's who he is, and therefore it's actually who we are it's it's wired into us is this beauty and this goodness knowing who we are Mm. so that we don't have to change our behavior to feel like we have to be good to accept his goodness we just have to know who we are yeah and walk the streets Mm. in our case knowing who we are in that perikinesis with him God, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. (laughs) There's no work to be done except for the knowledge of we're walking in union with him and all of the work has already been done. Yes. Yeah, it has. So we don't have to do anything. We can just walk the street Mm. because we're not trying to... uh, We're not trying to get some favour in the eyes of God because we did a good thing so Mm. that he would look at us and go... Well done, Sean and Kylie. You did a very good thing by giving that <laughs> poor man some groceries. You're moving up the rungs of the ladder. Do no to it's, feel it's a good his impersonation. goodness. <laughs> a good impersonation of God. Oh, God, please forgive me if that's not a good impersonation of you because I want to stay high up on the ladder. I don't want to fall back down to a place where God doesn't love me. Oh, can that happen? That can't happen either. Can't happen. Can't you can't be in a place where he doesn't love you? No, like he just. What have we got to worry about? Well, we don't actually have anything to worry about. Well, if we don't have anything to worry about, let's go back to the church subject for a little while. And I'm not saying anything. I just want to be careful how I speak about churches because I don't want it to come from a place of. I hate church because that's not the case. That's not true. How do I do this then? How do I talk about? Well, I think it's like I'll kick it off. Like Mm. I think as churches and bodies, we're in this time where people realize we need a shake up. Like we need something. We want revival. God, bring, bring, bring something, you know, like so uh, it's it's that. Do you know what I'm saying? No. And I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. Because I just noticed that I think. A, a person who commented went, ha, ha. And now I'm looking at that just going, oh, my goodness. Somebody said, ha, ha. Something was funny. What was it? So I've completely lost track because I just had a coffee today for the first time in seven days. And I feel like you're I, buzzing. I'm buzzing and my mind is all over the place. I apologise for taking you down the beaten path where I wasn't supposed to go. I feel like this is the perfect opportunity then. We're just going to take a moment and Mm. I just want to kind of release something in this moment, just some some thoughts that I've had. So I feel like if we just stop and we steal ourselves just wherever we are and we just breathe in and just breathe out 
breathe in. Just breathe in love, breathe out love. We are one. I am in you and you are in me. And together we are in the Trinity. We're in the Father. We're in all of creation. And all of creation is within us. I felt like Holy Spirit was rising within me. Ruach. And we sit in this space of pondering goodness. We're hidden away and seeking the depths of him within ourselves. Our circumstances don't dictate the goodness of God. Our circumstances have far more to do with us than we can possibly imagine right now. Assignments that we've taken on before we came to earth. Really? You know when you watch those undercover shows on TV and it's just so hard to imagine being undercover in some of those assignments? Our lives are those assignments that we have agreed to before the beginning of time. So beautiful people, whoa, you're so beautiful, beautiful people. Be empowered to know that you took this on. You took on your life. And also be empowered to know that you are enough. When we come into the fullness of who we already are, a temple <laughs> of his goodness, his presence, his love, a crossing over place between all of the infinite realms of the kingdom and this earth. That's us, a crossing over place. Then the assignment that we have in our hands, it ceases to be hard because we are in the wonder and oneness of him. We are in his goodness. He never leaves us or forsakes us, for he dwells within the very center of our being. We only need to turn in and he is there. So none of these come Holy Spirit prayers, like we were talking about before when we both went on this crazy, we don't know what we're talking about. Come Holy Spirit prayers. None of these songs of separation. None of these, I'm a sinner and I need you to fall upon me so I can change. No more declarations of he, it, because he's right there, right within you right now. And when we turn in and unlock the gateways, we surrender the gateways a heart, the fullness of his goodness can flood into our life in all of its glory and wonder and love. For life in abundance is the overflow of his goodness in my life. It's the love that has no limits. And it's within me. It's within you. It's within all of us. It's within us. It's within him as I sit in rest in the throne rooms of heaven. So just before we like flesh this out a little bit, I just want to read this verse, Psalm 107, God's constant love. Let everyone give all their praise and thanks to God. Here's why. 
He's better than anyone could ever imagine. Yes, he's always loving and kind and his faithful love never ends. Never ends, no matter our behaviour. No. Wow. Doesn't matter about our behaviour. Like, I, I, and that's in coming to God, you know, because I feel like the more that we have the revelation of who we are and the more we surrender to that place of who we are and we allow his love to encounter our hearts, then everything else just falls away. What about... All of that meanness falls away. I once was those... lost, but now I'm found, was blind, but now I see. And that saved a wretch like me. I'm not a wretch. Were you ever? No. We were never wretches. None of us are wretches. We no. don't need to sing that song anymore. That song's done with. That song's gone. We are the glorious new creation. We are the sons and daughters rising. We are filled with love and hope and life and freedom and goodness. It's back to that language bit again too, isn't it? You know, like falling into those, even those songs, you know, why do we sing and how does that, Help us to understand who we are with our own mm. thought patterns, with who we think we are. Yeah. That saved a wretch like me. Like, I was such a filthy, dirty mess before I got saved. I hope I don't end up back there. Or maybe I was never a wretch in the first place. You never were. None of us are. And that's the revelation that he's leading us into is he wants us to see who he sees when he sees us, when he looks at us, he sees Jesus. He sees the resurrected son. You are the resurrected son. We have come out of the grave clothes and we are. Oh, hang on. You're not just a son though, because we were just talking to a friend earlier. He said, yes, what about daughters. the daughters? And it's true. Yeah. Sons and daughters. Yeah. And that's language too, you know, that's yeah. that's language that is encompassing of right. all. We don't want to leave anybody out or make anybody have a thought that maybe they're not included because we're all included. No, you're all included. Everyone is included. So all of us and everybody that's <laughs> listening live and later on, you're included as well. And what that means for you is being included in this family is that I'm your brother. <laughs> <laughs> Kylie's your sister. Yes. So at times, I, I, I guess like for me, when I think like that, I think, wow, you know, there's some people that I get annoyed with sometimes in different walks of life. And I think, hang on, Sean, that's your brother. That's your sister. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. We're all, we're all in this together. Mm. We're all, we've all been put on this earth by our God, our creator, at this time to mingle with each other's lives intentionally. He has done this intentionally. This is not a mistake. We didn't pop up at the wrong time. None of us did. None of us are doing something so bad that he doesn't love us. You now we're all in this together. Um, mm. It's just, it's never ending his goodness. It's, it's, it's unfathomable yeah. how good he is in all of our walks of life that there is nowhere we can run or hide where he is not good in our life yeah totally it's the way of love it's all about him and his goodness his love how can we do life without him how can you well i don't even know 
you know, from a theological discussion, I suppose, if that even happens, mm. whether you actually ever do life without God, because he's always with you anyway. Mm. It's kind of like that awakening thing, depending on what your beliefs are around about being saved or not and all of that mm. is a much bigger discussion for another day. But how do I do life without God? I think I do remember what it was like to be walking through life not aware of his presence every second. Mm. And as difficult as life can be, no matter whether you realise he's with you or not, like I was saying before, I just feel like it doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever Mm. in any way, and not just from a mental point of view, but from something deep inside. It doesn't make any sense to me that we were created to walk this earth without him Mm. because something really huge is missing, experiencing doing life in all its forms with him. So if you're not aware of him and doing life with him, it feels like, to me, what is this all about? Why would God create a world and put humans in it and let them walk around but not allow them to understand that he's with us for me it, it, fe- it makes more sense it feels like he has created us to be here to do life in that perikinesis that we were talking about before mm. in union with him and and the trinity knowing and being fully aware at all times that he is with us no matter what where mm. behavior songs we sing thoughts we think whatever it is that you want to filter it through. He is with us all of the time and he is with us because he loves us, because he created us and because he is good. Yeah. His goodness is so sweet. It's like the overflowing wonder and awe of walking life in these multi-dimensional realms with him. Like we're one with him. He's one with us. Are we enjoying him? <laughs> Well, I think uh, for that question for me, are we enjoying him? Am I enjoying life every moment of every day? I have ups and downs. Does that mean that I don't believe that God is good? No, it doesn't. It just means that sometimes I'm also extremely grateful knowing that no Mm. matter what the circumstances, that he is with me. And that because of knowing that, then that is good enough. Like That is... That is, I guess that's my definition of God is good because even then he's with me. Mm. So he must be good. Yeah. I was pondering too, like that thought about what what walking with him means, like being his friend, yeah. you know, like being a friend of God. And I was thinking like there's something calling within the very center of our being. You know, it's that ache sometimes you feel like, what am I going to fill this with? You know, I'm going to fill it with... Netflix, I'm going to fill it with alcohol, I'm going to fill it with pornography, I'm going to fill it with whatever it is that you you decide to go to as your vice to kind of feel that void that you feel like is there. It, it's it's just an it's 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 more of like an unlocking, you know. It's that it's that one. It's that crying out from within us. It's that voice that's wanting to just let love flow from within us. It's like 
befriending him. It's realising that I really wish I had a friend to talk about all this stuff with. We do. We have this amazing friend who is with us all the time, like bringing us into the reality of our destiny, the destiny that we signed up to, the assignment that is ours from the beginning of time. And you know what? Nothing that's gone before has been a mistake. It's all something that we've actually come into agreement with. We don't understand it. It doesn't make any sense. But it is like that little window that you get when you watch those movies about dudes undercover and they're taking on this great assignment to bring justice or to help people be free from something or to whatever it happens to be. So we're undercover. So hang on, as in a, taking on an assignment, from God, because I heard you speak about that, and we've also mm. broached the language um, discussion. So, when you talk about being on assignment from God, is that like uh, in a relationship of sonship or daughtership or servanthood, or how how is it that language that we use that we're on assignment mm. or we're serving God? Well, I feel like our life is the assignment, so therefore that removes any kind of job mentality, that removes any kind of he's the boss and I'm like doing this job for him. It's it's the our whole life is this beautiful, mysterious, amazing, crazy, unpredictable. So he's not our boss. No, he's he's our he's in father. Charge, though. He's our father. He's our father. Well, he's actually given us authority, rule and reign over the earth because that was given to Jesus, and Jesus gave that to us. So we are in Him. And we are able to be able to access all of the energies and all of the different so realms. So he's of- our father. We're his sons and daughters. And when you talk about being on assignment for him, you're, it's just another way of saying we we get to live our lives knowing that he's our father and we're his sons and daughters. And we're it- not talking about... We've been no. given this job description that we no, have to... No, what I'm saying is like it, it frames up the understanding that however our life has panned out up until this time, we signed up for that. So in the beginning when we chose to come to earth and we were in the families that we were in and we walked out the different things that we have, up until this moment right now, each one of those moments has been our now and we've had to walk that out with all of its difficulty and its pain and its triumph and its disappointments. And, and it has been, if we, if we look at it like we signed up for this assignment, we took that on, like it empowers us in that place that everything that has been is, is part of this unfolding mystery that we can't make sense of right now. But the more that we come into the knowing that we're on this journey with God, that we are really powerful in our own autonomy like you know you're really powerful I'm really powerful collectively we're really powerful we are the difference we are the transformation we are the restoration that we desire to see in our earth and in humanity we are that because we carry the fullness of the goodness of God so it's not about doing a job or an assignment for God to bring about the change that he has for the earth it's more about knowing who you are and going through life, understanding your Mm. relationship to him and that all things that he has to come about will Mm. come about in that way, in that that way of rest, if you like, of walking through life with the knowledge of who Mm. you are. And the expression of that is so different for each one of us. Like for us, we're artists and podcasters. We create music. We're 
doing a lot of things that we're hoping will. Where um, do the people find about find out about all of those things, Kylie? Uh-huh. Our artwork and our other things that we do. Yes, we're just going to cut to a quick ad break here for Wildfire <laughs> Tribe Life. Kylie, tell us about those things. Yeah, there's lots of things online. You can like we we would love your partnership in any way and that is with we are creating life filled amazing things like music and artworks uh all Kylie's kinds of written a book things. she yes. keeps on forgetting there's yeah, a book that right. she's I've written that's book. out there in the world which you can purchase online or you can go into any bookstore and find it there if they yeah. haven't got it they can order it in it's called the new now so all of these things we're it, we're wanting to to just be able to encourage you on your walks and we just love doing that in partnership with one another which is really exciting so so a lot of your book talks about that relationship between yourself or ourselves and God as well doesn't it mm. that, that language if you like of who we are in him are we his servants is he our boss is he our father I vaguely recall in the Bible somewhere there that Jesus disciples asked him can you please teach us how to pray and he taught them the Lord's Prayer yeah. that's in the Bible, isn't it? Yes, it is. Cool. And how does it start? Our Father. Our Father. So he's our Father. He's Jesus our father. was showing us if in that moment. he's our Father, moment. then who are we? We're his sons. And? Daughters. Daughters, because yes. we remember that from before. Yeah. So that changes the relationship from my understanding of the church that I attended when I was growing up. I didn't feel like that relationship was how I understand it now. Yeah. So how did you understand it then? Well, I didn't even know that God was like a real option, (laughs) believe it or not. (laughs) I went to church every Sunday, probably up until the age of about 16. And I heard all the Bible stories, if you like, um, Noah and Moses and Joseph and Samson and Jonah and all of those different stories were taught to me at Sunday school, etc., and I, I never recall ever having anybody explain to me or connect the dots in any way that God was real. I actually thought, I think I thought, these are amazing stories, but why are they telling us these stories? <laughs> <laughs> and, and I guess my, my understanding, if I really tried to connect with understanding it, of how the world was created, etc. I think I probably deeply, deep down understood that God's created it, but I certainly didn't understand that that He would love me or or that I was related to Him in any way. If I had an inkling of who I thought He was, I would have probably thought that yeah, He was that Santa God, you know, like Sean, you're doing the wrong thing. I remember reading. Uh, I used to go to church or I used to get dragged there all the time and we used to have these comics when we were young that were small enough that they fit inside Bibles. <laughs> and so myself and my brothers would sit in church pretending to read our Bibles but reading comics inside. <laughs> and we got caught out, of course, and caught out by the person up the front sharing the message, preaching, whatever his title was, <laughs> in a way that was like... In the same kind of way, you know, you've been caught doing a very bad thing. <laughs> you, you can't be reading those things in this holy place. That was at least what I felt. Whether that was the language that was being used or my interpretation, I'm not really sure. But I certainly never understood that 
God was real and that if he was, that he would love me or anything like that. And, and that, those dots were never joined for me until he spoke to me himself many years later. Story mm. for another day. There's a quote from Brother Lawrence. Um, he said, You need not cry very loud, for he is nearer to us than we think. The more that we know him, the more we will desire to know him. As love increases with knowledge, the more we know God, the more we will truly love him. We will learn to love him equally in times of distress or in times of great joy. And then he goes on to say this as well. Let us occupy ourselves entirely in knowing God. The more we know him, the more we will desire to know him. As love increases with knowledge, the more we know God, the more we will truly love him. And we will learn to love him equally in times of distress or in times of great joy. Mm. <laughs> and if you're into learning lessons, that's a really good lesson to learn, isn't it, Kylie? Because I feel like I've had that lesson, if you like, or I've, I've sort of had that experience in my life of, Okay, now things are just as I hoped they would be, you know, like um, income-wise or job-wise or house-wise location or whatever it is, you know, motorbikes, because I love motorbikes, you know, having the right, right motorbikes or two or three of them at one time, it's like, wow, I've got to remember when my life is like that, that God is good. <laughs> Actually remember, because I don't want to go to the place where I don't have all of those things to be reminding myself that I should have remembered back there that God is good because now I'm trying to work at it all out again from down here to get back to there. Is that how it works? Probably not. It's For me, I find that that is my challenge at times is, especially before I came to the realisation that I was in God and He was in me at all times, was... I think I was always on that scale of, oh, everything's so good, I can sort of put him aside now, I'll just go to church but not engage too much, I'll look happy and all of that kind of stuff. But then when life starts to get a bit difficult at times, then it's like, oh, I better pick him back up, that's right. Things are not working out too well because I have forgot about God. I better, I better get back on track with him and then I'll get slide back up that happiness scale. I certainly operated like that for quite a while, I think, probably a few years Hopefully now with my understanding that he's my father and that he's content to be in my life at all times, no matter my behaviour or circumstances, that he's good at all times. I don't have to slide up and down the scale. Mm. It doesn't affect me as much or shouldn't. Mm. It's a walk. <laughs> it is a walk. It's, it's not a sprint. Yeah. It's not a run. Yeah. It's a walk. And sometimes you know what it is. It's like that hike we did. Climbing up those mountains with those backpacks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's half a foot in front of yeah. half a foot. Just keep moving forward. Oh, it is. Because if you stop, mm. you certainly don't want to go backwards. No. But if you stop, it's so hard to get going again. It is. It's easier just to put just to half a foot in front of half a foot, even if you can't get a full foot in front, and do that in the full knowledge that God mm. is with you, with us, every millisecond of every day and night, and that he essentially is the God of goodness. Mm. 
It's like that. Um, how do you say that guy's name? Deepak. Deepak Chopra. 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 How do you say it? I, I, it's not. I don't know. It's not that. It's it's one of those wisdom guys. <laughs> it sounds like a um, a DJ. <laughs> DG Chopra. But he says exactly what you were just touching on. Then awakening is not changing who you are, but discarding who you are not. So I feel like that is a lot of the process of coming into that real embracing of being a mystic, being mystical, understanding that we're multidimensional beings. We walk in this unity and this oneness with God, with the Trinity, that perikinesis dance that we spoke of. We are the very essence of what we hope to see. And as we're going along, we feel like that's so hard because we still have so much wrong theology. We've picked up uh, pieces of understanding from all kinds of different places, whether it be school, our upbringing, different people that have spoken into our lives over the years. And that has all formed this filter, if you like, that we're kind of wearing and and. And every piece of information that comes into us goes through that filter of our current understanding. So we're wanting to rise above above that. So I often feel like when I get to a place where where I'm just like, oh, I can't see a way through this or I can't, I'm not understanding what's Um, you know next or I I don't understand what's happening in this situation or whatever it happens to be in the stillness when I hear his quiet voice whispering to me he says come up higher and that's removing ourselves from this dimension where we're wearing this filter of our current understanding and we come up into that space of the heavenly realms where that filter is gone and there's infinite space for me to be able to receive what it is that he's revealing to us in this now moment so if we can continue to just be in that place where we just take a breath let go of our current understanding and continue to come up into that place where we have questions we don't have all the answers we don't really know where the road is going but we know there's more then that that's the exciting place to be yeah i feel for me and we were talking to some people earlier today and and it's a term that we use quite a bit just in our life uh came up about being subject to change you know stc we call it subject to change <laughs> in every way including theological discussion mm. because a lot of the time i feel like there isn't a right and a wrong in theological discussion because the Bible is so textured and layered that so many different interpretations of a verse can be read in so many different ways, even in your own lifetime, at different times in your own lifetime. Mm. So therefore, how can it be, how can you How can you base your whole existence around one verse that may have been translated in a different language uh, inaccurately, if you like, or something you haven't sat and and worked out you know i I really feel like subject to change for me includes that hang on i used to think that god wasn't real for one even though i went to church every sunday for 16 years then i realized that he is real and then i had a version of him being uh the boss in charge who was always cranky to now he's my father who loves me 
I have to be subject to change in everything, including my understanding, or else I'll get stuck in a place that may not be healthy for me to be stuck at forever. So this mm. is this is a conversation. Wildfire Tribe is, is definitely more conversational than teaching mm. because we don't want to be the people who say this is how it should be because yeah. we know that in six months' time, we may even think differently ourselves, and mm. and we don't want to keep on coming back here going sorry what we just taught mm. you before is wrong or we've changed our mind on that mm. that's for you to walk out with god yourself as well mm. ask him to show you who he is ask him do you love me ask him see what he says mm. it's so true then when he tells you then when you sense that he does because i'm convicted on that one that that's going to be the answer <laughs> then you can go back to your bible and open it up and read it through the lens of he actually does love me yeah yeah that's so true i love it oh i love this this kind of goes along with what you were saying before this is a quote from john lennon i believe in god but not as one thing not as an old man in the sky i believe that what people call god is something in all of us I believe that what Jesus and Muhammad and Buddha and all the rest said was right. It's just that the translations have gone wrong. And I feel like we really need to be open in this time of moving forward to allowing our walks, our individual walks with God, to expand our capacity for what he's wanting to birth through us and that means laying aside the theology that we've always operated under and being prepared to have discussions with people about what they believe and why they believe that and just being able to receive that and not have to prove what you believe to be what's right because we're all fleshing out this Space. And we always will be. And we will be all the time. We're always growing. We're going from glory to glory to glory, yeah. which means our current glory is we're still on the way to something greater. We're still Our capacity is still growing for more. Like even our cellular makeup as scientifically is like the, the cells in our body are only like 10% awake. And 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 everything is still well, in this dormant yours state. Ten percent. I feel like I'm around the eighteen percent <laughs> most of the time. But this is I'm you functioning know, on a higher level. I love it. Come on, and that is us. You know, as sons and daughters walking with God, we're becoming activated, and becoming activated means our whole self. All of our brains and our bodies, all of those energy systems within us, all of those energy points in our body are awakening to who they really are. And they're becoming receptive, they're opening up. And that is all happening from the energy systems in the earth as well. And we can be engaging with all of that to become more and more able to receive the fullness of who we've all been created to be. Mm. Well, you've brought a lot of wisdom to the table today, Kylie, and that's not unusual. So if you're new to this this community, if you're watching us live now or you're listening on podcast later on, mm. Kylie is a fountain of knowledge and she's a fountain <laughs> of wisdom and knowledge because she has intimately walked out her existence with our Creator. Mm, it's pretty exciting. 
I feel like I have this last note that I kind of, you know, as we're tying this up today and thank you guys for joining us. Like I just, it's such a blessing to us that that people just want to be a part of what we're releasing. And You know we, why they do? Tell me. Because it's not that you want to be a part of us. It's that you know that there is more Absolutely. about God to understand than you currently know. Because you're <laughs> the same as me. If you're listening to this, you're on the adventure to find out the more about him, to get closer to him, and you're doing it in every way possible that you can. You're reading, you're listening to podcasts, you're on websites, mm. you're, you're, you're all over the place trying to get the more of him. So welcome aboard to anybody that's mm. listening because that's the same adventure that we're on and that's the same adventure that we refuse to to conclude that we've reached a finish line or that we've made it. Mm. So keep going because and keep listening, comment, give us feedback, send us big fat checks in the mail. Like, <laughs> I mean, not small amounts though. Like I, I, find, I find that anything over, well, I don't know, couple of grand sort of helpful (laughs) (laughs) we'll just turn it into more of this (laughs) so i just wanted to finish with you know like that's a joke by the way i'm a funny person (laughs) i think i am he's always sounds serious i'll just let you know where whatever sean says he always sounds serious and he's pretty much always because sometimes i want to be wise (laughs) as well and you want people to go oh that was like really wise but then he said he's funny all the time now what is he i just want people to understand and you'll understand if you keep on coming back that i try and approach things with with humor Mm. even if it looks a bit dry that's who i am that's yeah. who he created me to be. I, I have it. to keep on walking out my existence as the person that he created me to be. So if you're not used to dry humour, if you're <laughs> from another country, if you're American, <laughs> they, you, I don't know, like different people from different walks of life may not understand that I have a heart for God. I absolutely do. And if you don't understand my humour, just keep coming back. It'll come to you. Yeah, he really does want us to be real. And that's what our real conversations about mystical things are all about. Like we just really want to just shake things up a little bit with and, and, and give you the freedom to be you. Like there's permission, guys. You've got the permission to just be yourself. Oh, Don't I try know. and... What? Sorry. That's okay. I, that happens to us a lot, doesn't <laughs> it, where I just butt in. I reckon... Because part of our conversation is is not about being the answer for everybody. It's also about just sharing life with us and with God, you know, and our, our walk with him. There is tons of other stuff to listen to as well. And, and our job, our assignment, if you like, because we're undercover agents for God, is to also help people along that path. So we listen to a lot of stuff like mm. Justin Abraham, yeah. Nancy Cohen, yeah. Truth Seeker. yeah. Uh, who else? Chris Mike, Blackaby. Yeah, Mike Parsons. Yeah, keep yeah. going. Luke Agee. Um, who else is there? Uh, Fiorella. Fiorella <laughs> Giordano. Yeah. So if you're, you know, we're not the answer for everything. We're, we're conversational. That's what we intend to be. If you mm. find wisdom in here, that's awesome. We also want that. But we're not the beginning or the end. Mm. There's a whole world yeah. out there of of information and and if you didn't get any of those names or you're interested get in touch with us yeah we're we're more than happy to connect you with other people that be more inclined to be on your path as well and lots of people have got their um 
they you know it's like almost like they specialize in something you know they really mm. carry authority in a certain space as we're moving forward so we find that it's wonderful to just be in a lot of different things be hearing a lot of different voices because then it can allow him to kind of um f- help you to be moving forward in what it is that he's got for you as right well. What I want to do is let you finish what you were yeah. saying. I'm going to say goodbye now mm-hmm. so I don't butt back in and then drag it out so we say goodbye four times. So goodbye, everybody. Thank you so much for <laughs> listening. Please tune in another time. I'll let Kylie finish. Yeah, all right. I just wanted to finish on this one thought because I have been thinking about what it is in this transitional period that a lot of us are looking for. And, you know, there is that place that we often go back to about all the revivals of old. We want revival. We need revival, you know. So I was sitting in that thought with God the other day and I felt like revival is expecting something to come upon us that is not already there. That's what revival essentially is. It says that we are still separated and that something from outside of us is coming into us to change us. I love any moment when people are able to experience the tangible presence of God where you're overwhelmed by that channel of love that flows through us, that's enrapturing our very being into this perikinesis dance with the Trinitarian union of oneness and with like, whoa, like it's all within us. The very thing that we seek, the very thing that we're praying to fall upon us, it's within us. It's coming from within us. The awakening is this place where all of the, our heart begins to soften and all of a sudden what was always there, we can tangibly sense and feel and we become overwhelmed by that beautiful presence of God. So really, this time is a time of coming into the revelation of his love and his goodness. It's coming in. We're moving. This big wave of people are actually experiencing his love. It's that love wine. It's that beautiful space of just feeling I'm loved. I'm seen. Somebody can see me. Somebody wants to walk with me. God is within me. He's chosen his dwelling place within me. So in Christ, we are a new creation, no longer on an endless pursuit for him who is already within us. We are holy because he is holy. We are righteous because he is righteous. We are loved and we love because he first loved us. Beautiful friends, he's good. He loves you. We're excited about the encounters that you're going to have as you let the walls within you just start to come down so that he can take you on a deeper journey of your life that you're already on in oneness with the Trinity, in oneness with nature and creation, in oneness with one another. It's just a really, really exciting time to be alive. So we just want to encourage you. So I'll just um, end with this one quote from Teresa of Avila. She's a 16th century saint. Christ has no body now but mine. He prays in me. He works in me. He looks through my eyes. He speaks through my words works through my hands and walks with my feet and loves with me here. Mm -hmm. 
He's come. He's within us. And we are the manifestation of his goodness and love. Have a beautiful, beautiful week, guys. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. This is Carly and Sean at Wildfire Tribe. And we look forward to next week. Thank you. Bye. Bye.